perhaps we'll just skip over all the hard stuff, right? Perhaps we'll just skip over it, we can ignore it, and we can just hover over it and just run as fast as we can. The question I probably need to ask is, where are you actually running to? You are listening to the Synergy Women podcast, brought to you by women's resilience coach, Nikki Hamilton. Nikki offers expertise in women's health and has an inspiring passion for helping women navigate through grief and life's challenges to help transform and build resilience with grace, courage, and authenticity. Each episode, she will explore an aspect of women's health, offering you insights on ways to build your body, your mind, and your heart health to help you rise up with resilience. In this episode, we will explore mind health for women. As a mindfulness meditation teacher and a Demartini facilitator, Nikki loves helping women with their mind health. Welcome everybody to the Synergy Women podcast. I'm Nikki Hamilton and I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a conversation on depleting emotions and what to do with them. Now, we all do it. We all want to live in a positive mindset with positive emotions and positive experiences. And some of us actually work very hard at trying to maintain that with uh, ideas such as meditation or positive mindset or self-talk or visualization or affirmations. But we inevitably, at some point in our lives, reach a point where a bit like smoke that creeps under a doorway, Despite our best intentions and all of our habits to maintain a positive mindset, that smoke creeps in and we suddenly find ourselves experiencing something depleting like sadness or grief or resentment. So this podcast is really designed to explore the depleting emotions that creep in and what we can do about it. And to start off, I'd like to explain the difference between what we call positive and negative emotions. And this this, uh, description is really outlined very well by the HeartMath Institute. So if you can imagine if you've got a piece of paper in front of you at the moment, if you draw a vertical line on the right side of that line, you can write down what we call renewing emotions. And so the way the HeartMath Institute describe our emotional health is our heart health or our emotional health is much like a battery. We don't experience positive or negative emotions. We experience renewing emotions or depleting emotions. So renewing emotions can sit on the right side of that vertical line and they include things like enthusiasm, hope, uh, joy, excitement contentment, appreciation, love. So all of the renewing emotions on the right side of that vertical line will generally renew our heart battery. On the left side of that vertical line, we can have emotions that deplete the heart battery and they include things like anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, uh, grief, depression, worry, anxiety, and and all of those uh, depleting experiences will deplete our heart battery. Now, The other way of looking at these uh, emotional experiences is also to understand that they have either high energy or low energy uh, feeling to them. So of our, if you can imagine now on that piece of paper drawing a horizontal line, so you've got a cross, you've got high energy depleting emotions such as excitement, you know, joy, they'd be higher energy and lower energy below the horizontal line, lower energy renewing emotions would include things like contentment or appreciation. So the higher energy emotions are really associated with our sympathetic nervous system, which is a little bit like the accelerator pedal of our nervous system. And the lower energy emotions are really associated with our parasympathetic or our our brake pedal in in our nervous system. 
So you've got high energy renewing emotions, excitement, joy, lower energy renewing emotions such as appreciation or contentment. And the same goes for our depleting emotions. Higher energy depleting emotions would be frustration and rage. Lower energy depleting emotions would include things like sadness or grief or depression. And wouldn't you agree that generally as a society, we expect our own lives to constantly be living on the right side of the grid, constantly be living with renewing experiences and renewing emotions, whether they're high or low energy. And this is often fed to us through social media. So, um, you know, the Instagram posts from all of your friends, look, she's always positive, she's always having a great time, all of her photos share so much joy. And so we can often give ourselves the expectation that we should only be experiencing renewing emotions. And we often, branch that out to other people. So we are, expect other people and other people expect us to only ever be experiencing renewing emotions. But I think you'll agree that in actual fact to deny depleting emotions lacks a little bit of authenticity. I mean, who hasn't experienced sadness or, or some kind of depleting emotion in the past? And if we deny that experience, we're denying half of ourselves, which leaves us in a place of inauthenticity. So what to do with depleting emotions? Now, we, I think we can all agree that depleting emotions are pretty unpleasant. A bit like kicking your little toe on the corner of the bed, it's also pretty unpleasant. It does pass, uh, but, but we need to start navigating and figuring out what to do with this experience. And what, what do we normally do with these experiences? I'll tell you what we normally do. There's a couple of things. The first thing that normally happens in the presence of a depleting emotion that starts to become evident within you Usually the first step is to ignore it, but act out from that place. So what I mean by that is that you could be perhaps perceiving that you don't have enough appreciation at work and you could develop a little seed of resentment towards your boss. And that seed of resentment lives within you, but you ignore it and you carry on. But you might come home from work and maybe act a little bit uh, angry with your family, for example. Or you might have some sadness in your home life. And that sadness, not acknowledged, essentially means that you become reactive or defensive at work. Uh, so your feelings, when they reside in the subconscious area of your mind and you don't acknowledge them, your feelings will colour your thoughts, actions and behaviours and that will radiate out into all areas of your life. So that's the first thing that starts to happen. A common response to the feeling of a depleting emotion is to ignore it, but your thoughts, actions and behaviours will act out from that place. That's the first thing that happens. The next thing that most common response that we all have is to ignore it or push it away. And there's two ways really we do that um, most commonly. Uh, the first most common way of ignoring it or pushing it away, even if we do acknowledge it, is to get really busy. Uh, so perhaps we fill our plate to the brim, we've got a schedule that runs back to back, there's not a minute to spare to even breathe, let alone eat. In the subconscious, maybe thought process of if we just run fast enough, perhaps we'll just skip over all the hard stuff, right? Perhaps we'll just skip over it, we, don't, we can ignore it and we can just hover over it and just run as fast as we can. The question I probably need to ask is where are you actually running to? So we ignore it, we push it away by being too busy. The other way we push it away or ignore it is to drown it, cover it or numb it. Now these are really common responses and these lead to addictions such as food addiction, shopping addiction, alcohol, Netflix. So if you're having a 
depleting emotion that rises arises at work and you acknowledge it but you don't want to deal with it you might come home and open up a bottle of wine and turn on the tv and just try and numb it and now the downside of numbing our emotions whether they're depleting or, or, or renewing the downside of numbing is it actually numbs everything so if you're trying to numb the emotion of sadness or grief in whatever method you choose whether it's shopping addiction alcohol uh, food addictions social media or Netflix if you're trying to numb it uh, in actual fact you also numb your renewing experiences or your renewing emotions so not always the best method something that we all do but it's not just isolated to numbing and depleting emotions it'll also numb your renewing emotions so I really think that in a way we need to be able to build our tolerance for depleting emotions which means that we can live with our depleting emotions because they exist they're going to be there they're going to creep in like I said like smoke under a doorway you can't stop it arising within you but you can learn to tolerate it and figure out how to move within your life and still carry this without having to act out or numb or run or hide away and there's a couple of ways of being able to do this uh, the first way is to ensure that you have a really stable pyramid base now I do explore this quite a lot in quite a lot of detail in the rise up method that I teach and the pyramid base is really just looking after a really stable foundation of for yourself within your health and that could be your body health your mind health or your heart health so I have explored this in another podcast so I'll only just touch on it now but your body health will include the amount of sleep that you're having, what food you're eating, the amount of exercise that you're getting. And we all know if those parts of your body health aren't looked after, so you haven't slept well and you've only eaten a packet of chips all day, uh, your capacity to deal with anything in your life is somewhat diminished. And you certainly your capacity to tolerate even the smallest feeling of sadness or grief is, is also diminished. So looking after the pyramid base of your body health, your mind health is your capacity to deal with stress, for example. And I explore this a lot more on, on my program, of course, but and, and also your heart health. So your heart health is the other part of that stable pyramid base. Uh, and we all know your heart health includes things like connections, social connections with friends or family. So if you're in a place where you're feeling isolated, then again, your capacity to cope with depleting emotions is reduced. So looking after your heart health, your mind health and your body health are all important factors to be able to tolerate those feelings of depletion don't go away we've got more synergy women coming up but first let's take a quick break would you like to learn more about the rise up method and how it can help offer you a clear framework to overcome life's challenges see our website synergywomen.com.au and so the next steps to building our tolerance to depleting emotions is outlined really, really well by an amazing book called Healing Through the Dark Emotions by Miriam Greenspan. I will put her details in the show notes for you. But I think we'll all agree that what we resist persists and our, our depleting emotions will tend to persist unless we figure out a way of being able to tolerate them. So let's get real with some depleting emotions here. And, and some of the things that are outlined in Miriam's book, Healing Through the Dark Emotions, I'll just summarize here, but it's an excellent book if you ever want to uh, explore it. And so the first step in healing through, you know, the challenging or depleting emotions is firstly to do what we call name and tame. Now I have explored this in another podcast before, but naming and taming emotions is simply learning to name how you feel 
without the story. And so what normally happens is that we might explore, look, I feel angry because, and you spiel off a great 20 minute monologue about why you're so angry, which just drives your nervous system and your brain and your stress response into a higher and higher state of depletion. And what they've found in actual fact in all of the research is if we can learn to simply name our feeling without the story, I feel angry, no story, there's no, you don't need to extrapolate onto why and all the reasons. Uh, if you can simply name it, it does help to calm some of that reactivity that can occur in the brain and the nervous system. So simply naming and taming your emotions is a really good start. The next thing that needs to happen, and these are the questions that are brought up by Miriam in her book, is to understand that there are a few beliefs that we probably hold around our emotions that we've never really acknowledged. So, so understanding your beliefs around that feeling, we'll start with two questions. The first question is, what does my, just say your depleting emotion is sadness. What does my sadness say about me? What does my sadness say about me? So for example, it might be, that you feel that your sadness says about you that you are weak, incapable, useless. Or it might be that you feel the depleting emotion of anger, which means that you're desperate. That's what it says about you. So really asking yourself and understanding, look, what do I believe my, my depleting emotion says about me? Does it mean that I'm weak, cowardly, incapable, unworthy, useless, desperate? And then explore, is there any real truth to this belief? I mean, I mean, how many beliefs do we carry with us that actually have no truth behind them at all? I mean, Santa Claus being the, the primary example. Ladies, Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> and sometimes the beliefs that you have around your depleting emotions and what they mean about you are also not real. So some of the strongest people I know can hold grief and gratitude simultaneously. It doesn't mean that they're weak. So asking yourself the question, what does my emotion say about me? And getting really real about what your belief is and then really exploring, does this really have any evidence of being true? Is there any truth to this belief? So starting to break that down. The second question that Miriam encourages people to ask is, if I get in touch with my, and you can insert your feeling, whether it's grief or anger or, or despair or fear, if I get in touch with my grief and let myself feel it fully, I would and fill in the blank. What would happen? Perhaps if you feel that you'd feel a feeling of grief fully, perhaps you feel that, look, you'd cry forever. You'd never recover. You'd be isolated. Now, is any of this really true? And I really recall having that feeling through my own grief journey is that, you know, when I was trying my best to recover and and work hard at, at trying to uh, push away the constant depleting emotion that would uh, rise up within me, uh, I had the feeling that if I really felt my grief fully, that I would lie down and cry forever and never ever get up. Um, and I've never actually seen someone that's cried forever. Um, I don't think that's even, I'm not even sure that that's possible, but it's a belief that I carried. And you might find if you ask yourself the question, look, if I really feel this, uh, what's going to happen to me? And there's a little underlying belief that's probably not true that you're carrying, which prevents you from feeling it fully. 
Now, most people when asked, what would you most like to do with your grief, your despair, your fear, whatever it is, what would you what would you most like to do with your depleting emotion? Most people will say, I want to get rid of it. I want to be done with it. I want to squash it. I want to overcome it. <laughs> and, you know, these emotions for us, not only do they feel bad, but we think they are bad, that they're signs of weakness or inferiority or personal inadequacy somehow. And a bit like kicking your little toe, yes, that feels bad, but we don't automatically assume, oh, this means that I'm incapable or inferior or weak. It just means that we've kicked our toe and we're experiencing uh, an unpleasant experience. So the same really needs to happen with our emotions is that just because we are experiencing a depleting emotion that's, yes, it's unpleasant, it doesn't suddenly mean that we are weak, inferior, inadequate, whatever it is that you believe around that feeling. So we have negative emotions, potentially, or is it that we have negative attitudes toward our emotions? That's the question to ask. So, so the, the main way to start navigating and building a tolerance to depleting emotions, the questions to ask for yourself, name and tame, what am I feeling? And just don't create a story. I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling grief, I'm feeling worried, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling resentment. What is it? Name and tame it. So no story, just name the emotion. What does this feeling say about me? And just explore that belief within yourself. Like, does it actually mean that or not? And if I felt it fully, what would actually happen? And is this actually really likely? And so, like I said, I thought I'd never come up alive when I thought I would cry forever through my grief, and that's actually not happened. Um, so really exploring those beliefs and breaking them down is a really good start. Now, since depleting emotions are actually a part of our lives, like every single person on this earth has experienced depleting emotions. Our life is not an Instagram post. It is not a, you know, a, a, a constantly renewing, positive, joyous experience. We do have a kaleidoscope of uh, emotional experiences throughout our lives, and that's what makes us human. But let's get real about being authentic and building a tolerance to depleting emotions so we can tolerate it. Yes, it's unpleasant, but we can tolerate it without acting out. We can tolerate it without numbing it or running away or assuming that we're bad people because none of this is true. So, so what to do with depleting emotions? Like I said, the three uh, things that I would start with, name and tame your emotions without a story. The next step, once you've addressed some of your beliefs around that emotion, is to dedicate a little bit of time to yourself if you can. So if you can lie down, relax somewhere, and just start to take a few slow breaths and go through what I call a body scan meditation. And the body scan meditation that I like to use for this is four simple points. You're going to focus your awareness for 10 breaths on your belly. And then you'll focus your awareness for 10 or 15 breaths just on your heart space. And then you'll slowly move up to your throat area. And finally, you'll move to your forehead. And in those four areas, I'd like you to ask, where do I feel my emotion? So if it's, uh, I'll name and tame my emotion as sadness, where do I feel it? Oh, I actually feel it mostly in the heart space. Or it might be, I feel worried. Okay, I actually feel my worry mostly in my belly. So the, the four points, your belly, your heart, your throat and your forehead are common places where we'll feel our emotions. Now that's not to say that you don't feel them in other places. You might do. You might do a full body scan from your feet all the way to the crown. 
but if you start with those four points that's usually a good place to start and and once you feel it in your body there's two things to do the first thing is what I call the pathway of inaction so that means don't do anything you lie there you feel your sadness whether it's in your heart space or your belly or your throat wherever it resides and simply allow it to be there's nothing to fix nothing to change Simply breathe into that space and focus your awareness there for a short time and see what happens. Feel it fully. And I can recall in my own journey practicing this in that when I felt grief or despair rising up within me, of course, I'd start by getting really busy, ignoring it, running away and trying to distract myself. Uh, eventually, I'd reach a point where I go, do you know what? This is what I feel. I feel sad right now. I'm going to lie down. I would light an incense. I'd lie down and just simply say, look, by the time the incense is finished, I'll feel differently. And I'll just lie down and feel that feeling for this period of time. And I would allow myself to feel it. And what invariably happened is that by the time that incense had finished, which is, what, five minutes, the feeling had passed. And a bit like mist rising and dispersing, it just slowly happens and leaves a little bit of clarity. So that requires a bit of dedicated time to yourself, just to lie down, name the emotion, find it in your body, feel it, and just allow it to be. Don't try and fix it. And what you will find, generally speaking, is like I said, like mist rising, it just slowly disperses. You can't catch it, hold it, keep it there. It, it will change. So dedicate some time to yourself, create that four point body scan with meditation and start with the pathway of inaction. The next thing you can do is then from there create what's called a pathway of action and and the question to ask is what do i need to transform or become or what message is my emotion giving me and this can really only come from a place of stillness um, and what you might find is that for example the message my sadness gives me is that look i'm depleted and i really need to rest and be more than do at the moment and this is something that happens to me in my own journey sort of fairly regularly is that I will have the sense of sadness that creeps in and yes I'm busy at work and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run a business and I'm trying to look after a team and 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 often what happens is if I spend too much time looking after everybody else's needs and trying to make sure that uh, everything's running smoothly and in the way that everyone's looked after uh, including my own patients if I spend too much time on that and without some time dedicated to my own health I run into a place of depletion and my sadness will creep in. So my sadness is like for me a little sign that says, do you know what? I'm a bit depleted right now. I need to do something for myself. And that's not a bad sign at all. That's actually a good sign to let me know that I need to actually maybe spend a little bit more time on self-care. Maybe I need to rest for half the day. Maybe I need to be rather than do. So so what is my what message is my emotion giving me? I mean, maybe for anger. From a place of stillness, you can realize that your anger is actually a motivation for change. Like what strategies do you need to 
step forward with. Maybe you need to set some boundaries. But what strategies do you need to do to make a change, but from a place of stillness and gratitude? So anger is a great motivator to make a change if you need to. So that could be the message that's coming from that emotion. And fear, it's another depleting emotion. And if we sit with it and allow us ourselves to feel it and allow it to shift and move and change, we can ask ourselves the question, look, what is my fear sharing with me? I mean, maybe your fear is actually excitement without the breath. Maybe it's a change or a leap that you need to make. And I love that expression, fear is excitement without the breath. So breathe and ask yourself the question from a place of stillness, what does my depleting emotion want to share with me? So I, I hope some of these ideas and concepts have uh, resonated with you all. There's three key tips that I want uh, to take away for you all around depleting emotions is number one, we need to build our tolerance for depleting emotions. So a bit like kicking our toe, it's unpleasant, we all know it, but can we learn to tolerate it a bit rather than running away, reacting, numbing it? Um, so instead of uh, at the moment where you start to feel that um, depleting emotion rise, uh, simply name it and, and, and tame it. So name it is a, is a really good starting point. So we can start to build our tolerance. The, the next key tip is to ensure that your own tolerance and your own resilience is looked after by looking after the pyramid base. So looking after your body health, your mind health and your heart health just means that you're in a better place to be able to tolerate depleting emotions. If you're hungry, tired, you feel like you haven't got any social connections or support, you haven't figured out how to manage your stress very well, all of these things can mean that our capacity to deal with depleting emotions is somewhat compromised. So number one, our first tip is to make sure that in, at the moment of feeling it, we don't run away, numb it, or, or try and uh, get too busy. We name it. We have a constant habit of looking after our body, mind, and heart health is tip number two. Tip number three, once you've addressed your beliefs around the fact that you may believe that you're incapable or a bad person, which is actually not true at all, simply slow down, breathe, allow the feeling to simply be, pathway of inaction and then simply ask what is this teaching me so i really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast discussing depleting emotions i really look forward to joining you on the next podcast if you'd like to learn more about me you can head to my website i do run wonderful retreats for women to help them build resilience and i look forward to seeing you on one of those retreats soon if you like what you've heard it'd be great if you could rate and review this podcast from wherever you are listening and don't forget to click subscribe so you'll be notified when we release our next episode